In today's show, we're looking back at Sunday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are looking at the games from Sunday. Just a quick note though, LaMarcus Aldridge has signed with Brooklyn. No, he's not a 10 or 12 team league guy, probably not a 14 team league guy. Yes, this probably does impact Nick Claxton. I'd like to see how they do it. There's some thoughts that the Nets won't impact him and they'll just kick DeAndre Jordan out of the rotation. So maybe hold Claxton for a game or two, but it's not looking great. And yes, Andre Drummond has signed with the Lakers. I don't know what the hell Drummond's role is going to be in the playoffs, but with Anthony Davis out at the moment, he's going to get some playing time, but there's still two other centers there, Harrell and Gasol. And if I'm adding anyone, Drummond is fine to have, and we'll see what he does. He won't be the same guy he was in Cleveland because usage will be dramatically lower. Minutes will also be dramatically lower because he just isn't playing 33 minutes a night. That is just not happening. And the usage will not be also at 33%. So he's going to lose a ton of that value, but he does have an opportunity to play. But there might be some nights where he doesn't play. So be aware of that. But he is a 12-team league guy. While Googie Jeng is signing with the Spurs. No, I don't think it impacts Yucca Pertle all that much. And no, I don't think Jeng is anywhere close to a 12-team league guy in that scenario. So they're probably the big buyout news um, scenarios that have happened over the last couple of days. Let's now get in and talk about some games across the NBA, starting with the Phoenix Suns beating the Charlotte Hornets. It did go to overtime this game. Uh, 101-97 Phoenix wins. McCall Bridges, who's been really poor with his steals this year, had six of them here. 13 points in 42 minutes, eight rebounds, four assists, six deals, one block, 55% shooting, 49 fantasy points in this game. He's the 73rd ranked player. No, he's not a drop. Yes, he is a must roster. Devin Booker, 35 and six with four triples and three assists. Not super efficient from the field, 39% there, but 92 from the line on 12 attempts absolutely helps you. And DeAndre Ayton continues to play better. 14 and 14 in 34 minutes. That's encouraging. Didn't have foul trouble. Now, no threes, no assists, no steals, no blocks is relatively disappointing. Two free throw attempts is always going to be disappointing. But he's the 50th or 50, 44th ranked player over the last two weeks, so it's a definite improvement. Let's hope he can stick at at least this level. Weird night for Chris Paul. 31% shooting. That's not what Chris Paul is. Two assists. Sorry, one assist. That is definitely not what Chris Paul is. The two steals are nice, but you know, he'll be better than this quite clearly. While your mate, Jay Crowder... Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. He missed all nine of his shots. That's pretty hard to do. Two points, eight rebounds, four assists, and a steal. He's just that 14-team league guy or a stream option. If you streamed him today, though, oh, my God, your field goal percentage absolutely felt that in the most uh, soulful way possible. Well, Tory Craig played 21 minutes, had nine points, two steals, and a block. He's getting a ton of playing time here for Phoenix. Well, at least way more than uh, you might have expected initially, but he's nowhere near a real fantasy option at, at this stage. Uh, you have to be pretty deep league stuff to be caring too much about him. Cameron Johnson, also atrocious. Zero points on 0 of 6 shooting. He has regressed in a massive, massive way this year. Yes, he dealt with COVID, but even before that, he struggled. And um, yeah, look, this is a guy that, again, well, he's 25 already. You, you worry somewhat after regressing as much as he has from his rookie season to his second season. 
For the Hornets, big game from Devontae Graham. 30 points with seven triples. 43% shooting. Played 39 minutes. He is a must-roster player across all leagues. While Rogier had 22 and 10. And Miles Bridges really stepped it up. 37 minutes and big alley-oops. 18 and 12 with a three. He shot 62%, which is not real. He played 37 minutes, which probably isn't real. And he didn't have a steal and a block, which also, in the other direction, isn't real. He's better at those things. I still think that he is... Uh, he's definite 14-team league guy, but he's 131st-ranked player this year, 167th over the last two weeks. Like It's not particularly inspiring, and I don't expect this level of play from him as we move forward. I think we're at big buy-low territory for Gordon Haywood. He had 15 and 6 in 41 minutes, but shot 27%, and it's just been rough. His field goal attempts have been lower. His percentages have been lower. Um, faith in him is being reduced by people who have him, so I think you, you can target him for a guy outside the top 50, maybe even outside the top 60, with his current level of play, 91st over the last two weeks. He did have 29 fantasy points here. While it was a stinker from PJ Washington Jr., he missed all seven of his shots somehow. 44 minutes, 12 points, two steals, two blocks, at least produced in those peripherals. He also, by the way, missed both of his free throws. So just a horrendous night, but he's just as likely to shoot 60%, including 78 from three in the next game and drop 40 points in 28 minutes. That's just what he does. Inconsistency is part of what he is, and he is a, a must-roster player. Biombo started over Zala, but they combined for just 26 minutes in an overtime game with a lot of those minutes going to PJ Washington at center, as they bloody well should. Guys, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today by using our promo code LOCKEDON and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Okay. Let's go on to the second game of the day. The Toronto Raptors, they fall to the Portland Trailblazers at home, 122-117. Bob Covington, 36 minutes, 13 and 12. Just a fantastic game. Three threes, three steals, four blocks. 36% 36% shooting, and he's the 22nd ranked player over the last two weeks. In fact, over the last month, he's shooting 47% from three. The encouraging thing here is big block numbers again with Yusuf Nurkic returning, which was something that was completely absent from his game to begin this season. So maybe he's got that part figured out. Now, I do think that the, he is maybe a marginal sell high because he can't continue to shoot 47% from three. His field goal percentages are like 50% over the last month. And this is a bloke who's always been at like 42, 43% from the field. And when 70 plus percent of your shots are coming from three, when you're hitting them at such an outrageous clip, if that drops down to 39%, then you lose points. You lose three-pointers made, and you lose a ton of field goal percentage. And that is going to be the worry. And that's what is pushing him as high as he is. The steals and the blocks, fine. They can continue. I've got no worry with that. It's more that outrageous field goal percentage that is keeping a lot of his value afloat. He's been awesome. There's no doubt about that. But that is something to watch. Lillard had 22-3-11. He had nine assists in the first quarter. Ended with just 33% shooting, while McCullum 23-7-5. He had two steals and three blocks. So really bringing it defensively there, CJ. Lillard falling off a bit. Since CJ has returned, so that is that's a little bit of a concern, I guess. Yusuf Nurkic just 19 minutes, 10 and four. But I guess what we need to look at there is, you know, those numbers are good: 10 and four, one block, 57%. Nobody has any issue with that. I am not dropping Nurkic under any circumstance. He is ramping up, and as you can see, Enes Kanter's ramping down. 18 minutes here for Kanter, 10 and eight. If you're looking forward to moves in the future, I think Cantor can be considered expendable. If he goes down to 18 minutes here, I don't imagine he's going to be consistently playing 27 minutes a night as we move forward. That's going to fall way off. Storm and Norman Powell had some foul trouble, 
but started and played 27 minutes. 13 points, three rebounds, one triple. My concern, as you're well aware, with Powell has been, can he keep up the ridiculous shooting? Well, he did it again here. But what is his role going to be? Will he get the 37 minutes a night he was getting for Nurse for large stretches of the season? And will he get the usage that he was getting? And so far, or in this game, the answer is no. The last game, he was pretty good. But uh, hashtag revenge game for Norm Powell didn't quite go as hashtag revenge games uh, tend to go. Uh, They don't go that way. But anyway, that's what Norm Powell did in this one. He's not a drop. But the concerns that I raised after the trade deadline were on full display here. So let's just see what happens over these next couple. Carmelo Anthony is still rostered in far too many leagues. Eight points in 28 minutes. His ass can uh, can go. Get that garbage out of here! Um, Derek Jones Jr., 16 points with two blocks and a steal. The 16 points, ignore that. That's not real. The steal and two blocks, maybe. He's a guy that can produce those numbers in pretty good, uh, pretty, pretty good volume. For the Raptors, they were without Kyle Lowry, a late scratch with a foot injury. They went with um, Aaron Baines in his place. Baines had four points in 15 minutes, and the wiki Chris Boucher played 24 minutes. 18 and 11 with a block. And this is why it's really hard to drop him. 33 fantasy points. We know the concerns with Nurse... I've talked about him a million times. It's going to be up and down, but he'll have these. That's a massive game. That's obviously a must roster game. He's the 72nd ranked player this season in just 23 minutes a night. He's 138th over the last two weeks in 22 minutes a night. I think he still has value to hold. Van Vliet had 20 and 5 with 8 assists, while Siakam had 26 and 8. And the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. 19 and 10 in 38 minutes. His offense has really improved. 26 usage. Love to see that continue from Ananobi, who's putting up some good numbers. Rocket Rodney Hood started out on fire and then ended with 13 points in 27 minutes. And he is not a fantasy option outside of, say, 20 team leagues. And Gary Trent. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. Get that garbage out of here! And when, when I say I don't know what's going on, um, why is he rostered in so many leagues? Why is he being added in so many leagues? Six points in 28 minutes on 20% shooting. The seven boards are nice, but he is not, to me, a 12-team league option. I'd much rather him for 14-team leagues. You can stream him for points and threes. That's about it. But rostered in far, far too many 12-team formats to make me feel comfortable. It's just too much. He's just not that good. He's the 177th ranked player this year in 31 minutes. He is not that good. All right, let's go to the next game. Aaron Gordon's debut in Denver is a blowout. The Nuggets win it 126 over the Hawks, 102. In the end, um, yeah, it looks pretty disappointing from an Atlanta perspective. 26 minutes only for the Baptist John Collins, 11 and 5. He shot poorly. He had four fouls. He'd been absolutely rolling. Um, and as I detailed last week on the Sal High show, there was going to be some come down from there. Giggity. Um, but yeah, he is still solid. Obviously, didn't move, but. I don't think we view him as any sort of top 20 guy as we move forward. Trey Young was all right, 21-5-7 with two steals, but some pretty ugly plus-minus. Capella had 10-8, and eight, just a rough game all around. Let's talk about the fringe sort of guys. Bogdan Bogdanovich started again over Kevin Herter, nine points with one rebound and one assist. This is a game without Cam Reddish, Lou Williams, Chris Dunn, or DeAndre Hunter. Now, Reddish is still a way away, but Williams, Dunn, and Hunter could all be back this week. Williams can make his debut. I just do not think the upside is high enough for Bogdanovich to have him as a 12-team league guy. And Herder, to me, is uh, absolutely a clear drop. Get that garbage out of here! 23 minutes, 8 points, 2 triples. I'd be surprised if he's a top 170 guy from here on out and maybe even top 200. This Everything was rolling in his favor to begin this year when Bogdanovich was out and then Reddish was out and then Hunter was out. And he was getting 30-plus minutes a night and playing a lot. Now, there's a bunch of guys who are going to come back. And if he might not even get 20 minutes a night as we move forward. That's a real possibility here for Fanta Pants' Kevin Herter. Tone Snell had 5 points in 23 minutes. Surely his rotation spot's not going to be safe. 
Like he's not a guy that they need to hold on to with again with all those other guys coming back. But he played um, and they lost. Onto the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon, only 21 minutes in his debut. 13 points, which is great. 67% is great. But the worry, again, I had with Gordon was the usage and the ball handling. Two rebounds, one assist on a 19% usage. I don't know if he'll... I assume he won't play 21 minutes every night, but does he only play 28 minutes instead of 34? I know people ridiculed me when I said that he'd become a drop after this trade. Um, I'd like to hold a couple more games. But again, these are the things that I worried about. He's like the fifth offensive option now. He's got no ball handling responsibilities at all. He's never been a good defensive stat accumulator, and he's generally a pretty poor shooter. And those things don't equal fantasy brilliance. And if he plays like 27 minutes so Millsap can get 20 minutes at power forward, then he's in real trouble. And that drop is probably going to be coming. The headmaster had 17 points in 31 minutes. That's Jamal Murray for the uninitiated of you. Well, Jermichael Green, out of nowhere, 14 minutes, 20 points with three triples and seven rebounds. And playing Green meant that JaVale McGee, a new acquisition who was available, didn't play. And Malone said this pregame that someone's going to have to miss out some of these times. Sometimes it'll be Green. Sometimes it'll be McGee. And it was JaVale that missed out here. Str- struggle for Will Barton, 12 points in 32 minutes, uh, 39% shooting, but I think he's fine. While Maga Porter Jr. only played 27 minutes. Watching his minutes is going to be really key as well. 15 and 10 with two threes in those uh, in that playing time. 28 minutes for Faku as well. That was interesting. Five assists and a steal for Kampazzo with six points and two threes. He just remains that assists and steals type streamer. While Doja didn't do too much in his 19 minutes out there. Guys, Built Bar, I've been telling you about it for a long time. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. It's an amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. We in this house are addicted to it now, and now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. So head across to the website, builtbar.com slash pages slash bracket, and you can go place your vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar, or go to their Twitter account at bar underscore built to cast your vote there too. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15 15% off your next order. That is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. If you're looking for a part for your car, why would you bother going into your local chain store? It's garbage. You don't want to do that. They're not going to have the part there. The bloke at the counter is going to have to order in here, yeah, mate. Three, four weeks. You never know. Oh, mate. Yeah, the stock is pretty tough here yeah, getting the parts in. And then they're going to, he's going to charge you more for that hassle. Why do it? Just do it at home. RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. And best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so let's move on to the last game of the night. Absolute barn burner here. The Lakers win it 96-93 over the Orlando Magic. Obviously, a lot of consternation with the Magic rotation. They had all their traded players in, um, but they decided to start Ken Birch at center. He played 26 minutes. He had two points, and he was a minus seven. Five rebounds and three assists. A lot of people were looking to add Ken Birch after that big performance over the weekend. I was not as keen on that, and I remain not that keen on it. I I don't think he should be a 12-team league guy. And then, of course, the backup center was Mo Bamba. 
it wasn't Wendell Carter. Now, Bumba came in, played 17 minutes, and we highlighted this the other day on that per-minute monster show that he is one of the best out there. 11-7 and seven with three blocks. That is a great fantasy line. Um, he was a minus two as well, and he only played the, the 17 minutes or whatever it was. And that's good production. So there is streaming ability there for, Wend- uh, not for Wendell, for Mo Bumba. And of course, everyone who, now I, I thought Wendell Carter Jr. would come in. He's the piece that they got back from the Bulls. And he would be their starting center. Now, Steve Clifford said before the game, we want to be careful with the new guys and we want to see work them in at different times and not have too many of them out on the court at the same time. And yeah, ease things in. He definitely eased things in with Wendell Carter being the third string center. So everyone's panicking. Yeah, seven minutes into the game. Oh my God, he's not playing. Is he not allowed to play? Should we get rid of him? What do we do? And I think you just need a little bit of patience. Now, in the end, he played 20 minutes, Wendell Carter Jr. That's more than Bumba. It's six fewer minutes than Birch, which is not ideal, of course. But he was a minus one, the best plus minus of all three of those centers. And most importantly, he closed the game. He was in the closing lineup. Wendell Carter had eight points, eight rebounds. I think he had a block, but it hasn't registered on this either. Um, don't know why that hasn't registered, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a block. Shot 67% from the field. It only took three shots. It might be a complete mess, this scenario. But I think that he was worth the grab. And him closing in his first game, I think he's pretty important. Look, he might play 24 minutes next game. He might not get to 30 minutes at all. I would hold for the next two games and see exactly what happens with this rotation and what Clifford decides to do. They shouldn't be playing Birch at all. Bumba and Carter, there you go. 28 minutes and 20 minutes. That's what the rotation should be. That's what they should be doing. They won't because Clifford is extraordinarily stubborn and Birch will probably continue to start for the next week. But that idea of Carter closing, and he closed with Otto Porter Jr., very, very important to note as well. Um... Yeah, I think he's something that makes us want to keep watching. Now, Porter only played 25 minutes, and he wasn't very good. Five and four with a three and 29% shooting. But closing the game again in his first game, I think that he's going to start to push and get minutes ahead of guys like James Ennis, who played 27 here. Michael Carter-Williams played only 13 minutes before hurting his knee. He was a putrid 0 of 6 from the field. That's pretty rough. So Chase and Randall had to step up, played 26 minutes. Dwayne Bacon got hot. 26 points, 8 rebounds, but it's the 8 rebounds are the real surprise there from Bacon because he will get hot at times and he will chuck up plenty of shots, but I don't think we can really trust that. I think what we look at there is those 19 shots of the 19 shots that Terrence Ross will take when he returns. Let's talk Chuma Akiki, who started out on fire, played 30 minutes, had 14 points, I think, almost in the first half, and then ended with 14 points. Didn't score at all in the fourth quarter. Had three threes. The usage was nice, but again, just didn't touch it or didn't shoot it towards the end and had one block. The worry I had with Akiki's recent form was, can he maintain this level of shooting? And it did drop off here. And 14, 6, and 3 is is solid. Like, it's just really solid. Three threes and a block. And I think this is realistic. He's a 12-team league guy, but there are going to be ups and downs, but the minutes are solid. I thought RJ Hampton looked pretty good as well. 10 points in 17 minutes. They said they wouldn't play him as a point guard initially, but with the injury to Michael Carter-Williams, he was forced into that role. He's more of just a name to watch. He's an add in deeper leagues, um, only the 17 minutes here. Again, they need to work these guys into the system a little bit more. It might take a week or two, and yeah, I don't think holding Hampton during that time is worth it. Holding Porter and Carter for a couple more is interesting because, again, they close the game. And to me, that's really indicative, and we'll see what that means for the next one. I could be very wrong on that, and Carter might be a third-string center and play 17 minutes, but he did play next to Birch in this game too. So that gives him some extra boost there to some of his playing time. So um, not ideal to start off for sure, but some positive signs. Uh, If you want to drop, I completely understand it. 
there were people who wanted to drop halfway through the first quarter when he didn't come in or he didn't start the game when Del Carter Jr. And I think that's being a little bit pessimistic because, again, you come out, he had the best plus minus, he closed the game, he had eight and eight in 20 minutes. Like, that's not horrendous. It's not great, but it's not horrendous. I'd like to give it a little bit. I'd like to give it a game at least there. For the Lakers, well, they've got no, you know, uh, Davis or LeBron, Anthony Davis, uh, sorry, Andre Drummond's not ready yet. Um, so, look, they struggled to get over the line here. Schroeder had 24, 5, and 6 with two steals. The future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, had 21, 11. He was 5 of 15 from three. That's a lot of threes, Kyle. Um, and Montrez Harrell had 18 and 11 with two steals and two blocks in 28 minutes. Watching, watching the Lakers, um, their center rotation minutes is going to be interesting. Gasol played only 20 minutes. He was a minus 11. Not that good in this game. Not good at all. 7, 2, and 3. Harrell, 18, 11 with two steals and two blocks. Can they any of them play together? Probably not. So what does this mean? Who is out? Gasol out? Harrell play 20 minutes a night? What does Drummond play? 20 minutes? 24? 28? There's so many questions. And then that's accounting for zero minutes of Anthony Davis at center when he comes back. I really don't know how it's all going to work. Could Harrell become a drop? Well, he's 110th ranked player so far this season in 25 minutes. He's playing better now, but maybe. I wouldn't be dropping him, but maybe he does. There's just a lot of question marks there. Kawhi Pope had four uh, four points in 30 minutes, while Wes Matthews, three points in 16 minutes. But he did twist his ankle right at the very end. That's one to watch if any of you care about Wes Matthews' fantasy talents. I think we can drop Taylor Horton Tucker. His minutes have been all over the shop. Four points in 18 here. And I think think Drummond arriving means Kuzma plays a little bit more down at the four. Because uh, down at the three, sorry, because Marquise won't play any center minutes, and uh, Horton Tucker's value, unfortunately, for, for as much as we are impressed by him, uh, I don't think it's really going to come good for us here. Let's go on to the top ads and drops over the last twenty-four hours. Akiki's up thirty-two percent. Yep, totally makes sense. Ken Birch up twenty-seven. I reckon that'll be on the drop side tomorrow. I just don't see the point for him in twelves. Malik Monk up seventeen percent. Short, no worries. Nerlens Noel fifteen percent. That should be pushing up way higher than that. And Dan Gafford up twelve percent. I'd much rather have Gafford than Ken Birch, just to see where that goes in Washington. Even though I am definitely uh, going to be disappointed by Scott Brooks. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. In terms of the drops, Al Horford down 33%. I'm sure you're all well aware that Al Horford is out for the rest of this season, so you can drop him. Mitchie Robinson down 14% with a broken foot. I reckon his season might be done. Nick Claxton down 10%. The Aldridge arrival is a concern. I'd like to see one game to see what they do. Um, but if you are in a desperate spot and you need games and you need to make acquisitions, then by all means, down 10% for Dylan Wright, absolutely fine. And then down 8% for DeAnthony Melton. Taylor Jenkins just hates him, won't play him, even though, again, he is their best, second best guard behind Ja Morant. It just isn't happening there. Let's look at the top uh, top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Bumber at number one. We talked about him just now. Derek Jones is a nice defensive streamer. Jermichael Green, I wouldn't bank too much on that at all. Rocket Rodney Hood, sure, this is just a low slate game, um, and Hood is just a very, very deep league guy. Dwayne Bacon, scored well. We can't trust it. Stan Johnson, absolutely no no use in adding him. Markeith Morris, he looked pretty strong game for Markeith. I don't think he's any 12-team value. Campazzo's a streamer. Alex Caruso's a streamer. And Cody Martin had an okay game, but again, very, very little for us to get excited about with those guys. Let's talk some DFS now for Monday's action across the league. All right, so we've got a busy day, 11 games in the NBA. Let's take a look at those ones now, Indiana and Washington. Bradley Beal, the big question mark there because he is, of course, questionable. The Pacers are three-point favorites in the total, 236 points here. Dougie McDermott also questionable for Indiana. Um, If he is out, that's interesting because their power forward stocks behind Sabonis are pretty low. Maybe they have to get more Goga in there to play uh, less minutes for Sabonis at center. 
Um, maybe Jakar Sampson steps up. Not that it's going to be big in terms of in terms of fantasy relevancy, but it just does impact their rotation somewhat. The Pelicans and the Celtics, the second game. The Celtics are four-point favorites. The total, 230 and a half here. Lonzo Ball is questionable, as is Jackson Hayes for New Orleans. Of course, if Lonzo's out, Alexander Walker gets that bump. If Hayes is out, then Billy Hernan Gomez steps in. While for Boston, no Tristan Thompson. Again, no Shemi Ojale. And Evan Fournier is questionable in this one. Kimber Walker returns after resting last game. Miami and the Knicks, no spread or total out. Julius Randle and Kendrick Nunn are both out for Miami, while... Uh, Sorry, did I say Julius Randle? I meant Victor Oladipo and Kendrick Nunn are out for Miami. Julius Randle is questionable, as is Reggie Bullock for the Knicks. And then we've got the Timberwolves and the Nets. LaMarcus Aldridge, I don't think, will play. He just signed for the Nets today. I don't expect him to be out there ready to go. Of course, still no Kevin Durant also. And then the Mavericks and the Thunder, both Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. And Luka Doncic are both uh, probable, not in the injury report, so they should be ready to go. While for the Thunder, Tony Bradley looks like he'll make his season debut. No Lou Dort, or yes, season debut for the Thunder. No Lou Dort, no Darius Baisley, no Shea Gildas-Alexander, of course. Toronto and Detroit, the Raptors are four and a half point favorites and the total is 219. Kyle Lowry missed on Sunday. Uh, he will apparently travel with the team to Detroit, but no word on whether he will play or not. DeAndre Bembry, questionable as well. While for Detroit, Jeremy Grant has been upgraded to probable, while Scooter Magruder is doubtful and Dennis Smith Jr. is out. Memphis and Houston, no Jaron Jackson, of course, for Memphis. While for Houston, Daniel House looks like he'll be returning. He isn't on the injury report, while Christian Wood and Avery Bradley are both questionable. The Kings and the Spurs. The Spurs are two and a half point favorites here. The total is 228. Um, the Spurs, they just signed Gorgie Jeng. No uh, indication whether he'll be available. Devin Vassell is probable, while Lonnie Walker is out, while Hassan Whiteside is once again. Not only is he... Uh, the but he's questionable with a knee injury. The Cavs and the Jazz. The Jazz are a whopping 15-point favorite. That is huge. The total's 221.5. No Kevin Love again. No Jarrett Allen again. No Matty Dellavedova again. Watch for guys like Dean Wade and Broderick Thomas. We also have Torian Prince's questionable. Uh, so if he is out, those more of those wing and power forward minutes. While Isaiah Hartenstein is off the injury report, so he could get an opportunity. Maybe they start him at center. They probably won't, but he'll at least get into the rotation and play some minutes. The Bucks and the Clippers. Everyone that missed for the Bucks last game, except for Bobby Portis and PJ Tucker, are available. So Drew's back, Middleton's back, Yanni's back, DiVincenzo's back. All those guys are ready to go. Well, for the Clippers, no Ibaka, no Pat Beverly, no Rajon Rondo. So fire up your Zubatses. Now Batum and, and uh, Marcus Morris get a bump, and Terrence Mann gets a pretty significant bump there as well. Chicago and the Warriors are the last game. Steph Curry has been upgraded to questionable. It was thought that he would miss this game, but it looks like he could return. Daniel Tice is off the injury report, while Larry Markinen and Zach Levine are both probable. While Eric uh, Pascal, the triangle, he did not practice due to a wrist issue, but he is not a part of the rotation anyway. In terms of value, I think we've really got to look at James Wiseman, 4000 bucks. That is a crazy low price on Fangio. Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby, Broderick Thomas. Miles Turner, Robbie Williams, The Rock DJ, Nick Claxton, Boyan Bogdanovich, maybe at 4,100, but I'm not feeling confident with that. Malcolm Brogdon, Jaden McDaniels, Pokyashevsky, Marcus Morris, um, Hamadou Diallo, perhaps, Jonas Valanciunas, Dan Gafford, Marcus Smart, Terrence Mann, producing some value there, I think. That'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.